Good evening, Crypt Keepers. Welcome to the After Party. I'm joined, as always, by a man who breeds rabbits. Ryan. I actually specifically try not to breed rabbits. I have three of them, and that is more than enough. That is more than anyone ought to have, more than anyone ought to want. That's hard work, keeping them apart, huh? Uh, no, the boys have been deballed. And the girls are, the girl is, uh, what's the word? Spayed. So you love these rabbits, man. Good for you. They're, yeah, I do. They're, they're all right. They can be a little jerk sometimes, but they got a lot of personality. Yeah. Hopefully your daughter's not allergic to anything you have. That would suck. No, first thing when we brought her in the house, she met the dogs. No problem with the dogs. And just a little while ago, I sat her down on the ground, like on her butt, propping her up. I was like, have you met your brother? And one of the rabbits that was right there kind of hopped over and was sniffing her. She was not interested, but she didn't have any kind of bad reaction. We so far have not discovered anything she's allergic to, and that's like a really uh, stressful thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, you want to tell them what they need to know? I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me say it, unless you're a first-time listener, in which case, welcome. Glad to have you. <laughs> but please... Share, comment, subscribe, whatever it is you can do on whatever particular platform you're listening to this through. Share us with friends and family. It's the best way for the show to grow and spread. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us things you want us to cover because we're always looking for new ideas. And you can do that by email at crypticpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on TikTok at cryptique underscore podcast. YouTube at Cryptique Podcast, no underscore, and you can check out what we've been working on at CrypticPodcastStore.com. Boom. Well Boom. said. All right. Well, uh, what are we starting off with tonight? Tonight, we will be talking about uh, some nasty secrets about animals that most of us find to be cute and unfortunately may not after this. Yeah. Giraffes, we'll start with, known for their adorable appearance, have a peculiar and morbid fascination with carcasses. On several occasions, groups of giraffes have been observed engaging in unusual behavior such as biting, throwing, and carrying around the bones of dead animals. While scientists speculate that giraffes lick and chew on these bones to supplement calcium in their herbivorous diet, the fact that they exhibit such an interest in them remains a curious aspect of their behavior. Jamie Foxx does a really funny bit about visiting Africa and he talks about giraffes and he's like and the first time I saw a giraffe in the wild I got horny because it looked like a woman it had them long ass legs and the ass was all up in the air I said look at this fine ass giraffe bitch all right dolphins we all love dolphins right dolphins really are cool they're often regarded as intelligent and playful creatures, but they've got a dark side. They are known to engage in non-consensual sexual activities, coercing and assaulting other dolphins. 
Disturbingly, there have been documented cases of dolphins attempting to initiate sexual encounters with humans as well. Additionally, dolphins have been observed assaulting and killing baby porpoises and even their own infants. Sex serves as a dominant aspect of dolphin culture, often utilized as a display of power. I love that they use dolphin culture because, you know, you have to be a highly intelligent animal to have a culture yeah and that's pretty cool but i have seen a video of one that was um like this woman was like snorkeling and she wasn't scuba diving so she was just you know in a shallow area and a dolphin came up and kept trying to snout her in the vagina and like she was trying to get away and it just kept doing it and and going after it she had to get out because this thing would not leave her (laughs) alone dolphins are also known to agitate puffer fish and get them to release some of their venom and they ingest a certain amount they know how much to ingest to get high but you know not die yep that I've heard before Tetrodotoxin, right? Yeah. They're making zombies, man. Yeah. Zombie dolphins. I'm surprised that that's got to be next on the the list for the Sharknado people, right? (laughs) After Sharknado 12, we're going to zombie dolphins. But it's very interesting. I mean, if a creature is intelligent enough to want to alter its reality... That's that says a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. But I want you to tell us about turtles because I love turtles. Back here live at the Waterfront Village with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. You're looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. All right. You're great zombie. And good times here at the Waterfront Village. Open for the next 11 days. Turtles. Turtles. Okay. Oh, that snort is going to be saved and used every time you laugh. (laughs) How dare you use my Urkel snort against me? (laughs) In the sacred Ganges River in India, there are turtles with an appetite for human flesh. Due to the long-standing tradition of families bringing their deceased loved ones to the river for cremation, the presence of decaying human bodies posed a significant public health risk. As a result, since 1990, approximately 24,000 specially trained snapping turtles have been released into the Ganges with the specific purpose of consuming the decomposing corpses. This endeavor, aimed at maintaining public health, has incurred a substantial cost of around $32 million. I need to read a paper about this. I need to understand why these turtles... Well, what is that per turtle? That's what I was getting ready to say. a reasonable amount per turtle? I mean, come on. Do you have to specially train them? I mean, I guess you just feed them corpses. $1,300. A little over $1,300 per turtle. Wow. And and they're specially trained. So how do you train a turtle to To eat eat human flesh? Well, you have to have access to people to feed Mm -hmm. the turtle to train it to eat that. So that's extra creepy. Wow. And who's getting rich? Dude, there's going to be some dude rolling around in like a McLaren 
and you know he's gonna be some Indian dude and he'll be like oh how'd you make your money turtles turtles like I train turtles. what industry are you in oh we're we're big turtle <laughs> oh that's good stuff but yeah so what did you say per turtle uh, about thirteen hundred and thirty three dollars per turtle that's an expensive turtle do you want to tell us about koala bears well we'll find out after a quick break Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. I think most people think that koala bears are at least cute, right? I don't think that there's anybody that is like, oh no, they're nasty yet, but they will be. Koalas, often considered adorable and cuddly, have some rather unappealing aspects to their biology. They possess a single opening called the cloaca, Cloaca. <laughs> is that it? Cloaca, yeah. Do you, you know it for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. You know a lot about koala vaginas. <sighs> you know, it's that song, Wet Ass Cloaca. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're, we're devolving quickly. That's what all the giraffes are, giraffes are twerking to. That's true. They're all out to get you, man. Anyway, these koala bears possess a single opening called the cloaca through which they urinate defecate and reproduce i'm just going to take the high road right now Mm. there's so much to say furthermore as young koalas are unable to digest the poisonous leaves of eucalyptus they rely on a unique process of consuming a specialized form of feces called pap from their mothers (laughs) adding to their Less appealing traits is an alarmingly high percentage of koalas suffer from chlamydia, an STD. This disease, which can also be transmitted from infected mothers to their young, poses a significant threat to the koala population, having already caused an 80% reduction in their numbers. Some experts even advocate for a cull to prevent further spread, drawing parallels to the badger tuberculosis scenario in Britain. Badger tuberculosis scenario is, it's like an art house film name (laughs) for something. It's not even an album name. It's not something you see every day. But, I mean, if there's an 80% reduction in their numbers, you know, naturally from this, and then you want to cull i mean is chlamydia it's not fatal usually is it i mean maybe it is in koalas but i i've and i know we have access to a lot of health care here but i didn't realize that it could be a you know a threat to life really i guess if a an infant gets it or something or an old koala i don't know what's your thoughts on koala chlamydia I think chlamydia can make it hard to get pregnant. I'm not 100% sure. That might be how it's reduced their numbers. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, quick Google search. Chlamydia can result in damage, permanent damage to a female's reproductive system. 
well, that explains it. Yeah. And that is scary because this this species is falling quickly. And then with yeah. the recent wildfires. Mm-hmm. All right. You sound like you want to tell us about seagulls. I do. While seagulls and pigeons may not be universally considered cute, a particularly fascinating and macabre adaptation has been observed among seagulls in London's Trafalgar Square. These seagulls have developed a hunting technique that involves preying on their pigeon neighbors. They wait patiently for a pigeon to approach a fountain for a drink, then use their strong webbed feet to hold the pigeon's head underwater until it drowns. Once the pigeon is incapacitated, the seagulls proceed to feast upon their prey. This specific adaptation has, so far, only been documented in Trafalgar Square. So an adaptation unique to just one specific spot of one specific city. Yeah, it's so odd. I mean, you see that like in the Galapagos Islands and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like a it's evolved for city life and that's just its easiest way there's also a great video in in, it's it's in the uk we'll leave it at that could be the same place where this seagull every day walks into this you know little bodega store and gets a bag of cheetos and flies off with it i've seen videos of that (laughs) yeah it's awesome (laughs) and the guy that's describing it is like he comes in here every day and he always has that look on his face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's pretty creepy, though. Let's hope that doesn't take off because I don't know what the pigeon population's like, but that's not a, a natural predator mm. for them. No, that's, you know what I mean? It's really weird. Like I've I found it weird enough that um, what is it? Crows had learned to like drop certain kind of nuts into intersections Mm-hmm. So the cars would run over them, and they understood like what the lights meant or what certain signals meant. So they knew when it was safe to like swoop down and grab whatever they had. Yeah, this is this is much worse. Figuring out that they can kill something that's not even supposed to be prey. Right, crows can remember faces. Like we had some crows around here for a little while, and I was trying to make friends with them. Didn't work because my dogs always chased them off. But I, you know, I throw a potato chip for him let him get a little closer and it was a relationship i was willing to work on but they left so you know what can you do but uh do you have any final thoughts on these before i tell my crazy dog story no no i'm excited for the dog story all right so i well my daughter has a one-year-old puppy still named mara and she is a miniature long-haired dachshund pomeranian mix and we got her from a rescue she basically has kind of a dachshund long hair body but with a puffy tail and a palm face and she's an awesome dog you can see her in the uh maned wolf tiktok video i have some video of her on that so i took her to my daughter's jujitsu class last night and you know they have let people come in with dogs before puppies to show them off. So I brought her in and there was this little girl who was sitting on her parents' lap and she looked sad. And so, you know, when I walked in, I walked over to her with the dog and I was like, well, you can pet her if you want. And, you know, her mom and dad were right there and 
she was probably what I say three or four and she's petting her and I'm like oh that's a good girl Mara because you know Mara was just letting her pet her she wasn't you know scared she wasn't being squirrely or anything and I'm like oh Mara's a good girl oh what a good girl you are Mara good job because you know we're really trying to encourage her you know when she's having a good behavior and the parents give me this weird look and I'm like what and they're like what and I'm like it was just this moment of total incommunication between two people like I I didn't it, it was like a time warp and she's like our daughter's name's Mara and I'm like oh well my dog's name's Mara so if you look at it from their angle they're thinking like I walked up to them and like somehow knew their daughter's name and was like encouraging her to, you know, like, Oh, look at my dog. You know what I mean? Like total creeper mode. And it's so like the feeling that they were thinking about me that way for a second is just like, it's so gross. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird interaction, but I don't know. You didn't seem to find that too funny. Let us know what you think at crypticpodcast no, at gmail.com. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, it reminded me of uh, a story that one of my employees told me. Her name's Maeve. <laughs> Ma- Maeve is not a super common name here. I don't know. Maybe it's making a comeback somewhere else. but no, It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not super common. And she was at, I think she said Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And she heard somebody calling Maeve. Hmm. And she, like, turned around, and she was like, what? The guy was like, Maeve. She was like, what? What?" And it was this weird thing for a couple seconds where he was, like, calling his daughter, who's also named Maeve. Mm -hmm. And she happened to be standing right there and thought this guy was talking to her. And she's like, yes, I'm here. I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) I'm not coming over to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's like, I I don't know you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the same thing as like Ryan or Jennifer or Matt or something like that. Right. Not a super common name. Right. Like even in my current day job, I get wrong. You know, I get IMs all the time. Like, hey, are you the one that handles this? It's like, nope. Different Ryan. (laughs) It's awesome. Because there are so many of us. There were like seven of us at, at my last job. So I'd be like, no, that's, we just, we went by like Ryan and then our middle initial. We knew who each other were because we'd gotten wrong calls and messages and meeting notices. Kind of sad that you didn't go by, you know, Game Boy Advance or War Booty or 8-Bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like the 8-Bit. That wasn't bad. Anyway... You want to tell them what they need to know? Oh, yeah, funky, man, you know. If you like this or didn't like it or have suggestions or have another topic you'd like us to cover or if you want me to tell you how long it's going to take me to read this book about the Doddleston <laughs> messages, you can email us at crypticpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us if you want more on TikTok at cryptic underscore podcast, YouTube at cryptic podcast with no underscore. You can find 
merchandise that the creative genius Jay has come up with on CryptiPodcastStore.com. Definitely the kind of shirts that I tend to stop people and be like and comment on, especially if they have hard nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's a commercial too, and most of this stuff, like I watch Tosh, World's Dumbest, and then some other shows, but those are like my comedy go-tos, and they have a World's Dumbest Inventions where it's literally fake hard nipples. Did I ever tell you about that? Hmm. Just, Uh and they're like, oh, your life will change. You know, waiters will notice you, and, you know, guys will come up to you and stuff like that, and it's... It's just because you look like Jennifer Aniston and Friends. Oh, I've never watched it. Oh, you didn't watch Friends? No, I was watching Ancient Aliens when you guys were watching Friends. Dude, her nipples were always extremely obvious. But yeah, so <laughs> hard nipples are a big sell, I guess. Apparently. Anyway, people are weird. Man. Yeah, so that's it. Um. Are there any of these animals that you find totally disgusting that you liked before? I don't know. I knew about the koalas and, uh, and chlamydia thing. I didn't know about the population reduction before this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about giraffes either. I did know that giraffes... Did you know giraffes fight? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen giraffes yeah, fight? Yeah, smack each other with their heads. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like you would think it was some kind of, yeah, you think it's some kind of deep fake thing, but it's real. It's so weird. Um, no, I don't think it changes my opinion too much, apart from specifically the Trafalgar Square uh, seagulls. Yeah. Well, seagulls are Those always guys, mean, though. Like, it's part of their nature. Like blue jays. Sure. Well, I don't know. I mean, I used to go to Florida quite a bit because my brother lived there. And we'd go and eat at places that were pretty close to the beach, and there'd be, like, seagulls and things around. But they usually wait until you were gone to, like, just descend upon your table. Oh, and they're, they're bold all over the world, though. Drowning pigeons. Yeah. Snatching Cheetos. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can blame us? True. For the Cheetos, not the pigeons. I don't drown pigeons. That is the, the official position of Cryptic, because <laughs> we do not condone that. That's right. I don't know, man. I got nothing else. No, neither do I. Good evening, Crypt Keepers. 